Welcome to Cine Chill. Our guest today is Prano Bailey Bond, tipped as one to watch, and her short film Nasty has already screened at 100 film festivals, as well as winning numerous awards along the way. I asked her about what the inspiration was behind Nasty and how it all came about. It actually came from an idea for a feature film, which I'm now developing, which is brilliant. So I was, I had this idea for a feature, which was all related to censorship during the Video Nasty era, and um i thought maybe i could make a short but it, it nasty's different characters to the feature it's very much the same kind of backdrop and world but um nasty was really looking at a kid's sort of first experiences of vhs horror and um so i was like okay let's get this film let's write this script and we'll submit it to you know this film scheme and that film scheme and i think we submitted to the BFI short film scheme I can't remember what it was called but um we didn't get it and but I in the process I fell in love with the film and I was like I want to make this so we crowdfunded um and it happened and you never really know how it's gonna go and I mean you, you know you you never really know when I say that what the response of, of like what the audience response is going to be to a film I guess and so um it's done pretty well I don't think I don't know I don't know what I expected you just make something that you love and hope that other people are going to love it as well and luckily it seems like other people do so tell me what it's about without spoiling it so um Nasty's set in the early 80s against the backdrop of the video nasty social hysteria that happened um, when VHS first became available in the home um, in the UK and it's um, the story is set within a family um, uh, the lead is a little boy called Doug whose dad goes missing at the beginning of the film so in a search to find his missing dad Doug discovers his dad's secret collection of video nasties and he becomes sort of obsessed with watching these films illicitly um and they kind of open up another world for him um and within that world he attempts to reunite his family through a patchwork of horror what got you started in the film industry and and can you remember what it was that was the inspiration behind it yeah um i mean i was obsessed with watching films when i was a kid i think there's a lot of doug in nasty in me um I used to like film everything on VHS and watch things over and over and over again. And I thought I wanted to become an actress for a while. Um, and I used to paint a lot as well, quite strange pictures. And then I went and studied uh, performing arts. And whilst I was there, I did quite a lot of stuff using like video on stage um, and also filming things in locations because I, I found personally the the, the theatre slightly frustrating although in many ways it's like um it opens up the imagination um but in certain projects i found it frustrating and i wanted to you know be in a real place um so i'd film stuff that we were doing in with like the actors in a real location and then have that playing on screen um whilst it was on stage and just do really i did quite a lot of strange things i guess my final performance was actually based on the evil dead and it was 
called um, Kill Her If You Can, Lover Boy, which is one of the lines of dialogue from The Evil Dead. And it was incredibly weird, but um, really fun. Um, and so, but while I was there, I, I was became much more interested in being on the other side of the camera um, or the or directing, being on the other side of the performance. I didn't really, um, I, d I didn't, I don't know if I'm, I didn't feel like I was that good at acting personally. I liked shaping stuff from the outside. Mm -hmm. So I went and studied film and then um, came out of uh, my course. Luckily, I met loads of really great people studying who I still work with today. We've all kind of grown um, professionally like together, which is great. Like my DOP, Annika Summerson, who I work with quite frequently. Um, and I kind of went into post-production just because that's where I got like running work and stuff. And then uh, then I, I, I always taught myself how to edit and I kind of ended up getting work as an editor, basically, which was great. And that was a blessing in lots of ways because it meant that when I came to working on my own stuff, I could edit it how I wanted and I could spend the time on it um, to make sure it was right. Um, and I think that was like one of my biggest, one of the things I'm really happy I did, basically, because, uh, yeah, it saved me begging other people to do it and trying to explain what I want. And it's given me ideas um and yeah so I kind of came up from that and then just made my own stuff basically so like my first music videos like house and poltergeist were things I just made in a warehouse next door to my house for 200 quid each <laughs> with my friends and um yeah they kind of got me some attention and you know slowly you just keep plugging and keep chipping away and keep trying to make better things all the time and yeah what were your influences then when you were when you were growing up were they all when you said you were obsessed with movies were it specific genres was it horror or did you just like just like good movies um yeah i think they were all dark dark films or lots of dark films but i definitely don't just like horror i mean i i was obsessed with David Lynch when I was growing up and he's still a massive influence um, for me I just find his films incredible, Blue Velvet's probably one of my favourite films and The Shining is another favourite and I, one of the films I watched a lot when I was younger was American Psycho I used to, I don't know, I think my mum thought that, wondered what was wrong with me <laughs> watching these films over and over again, just like studying them, I also loved Red Dwarf I was like the biggest Red Dwarf fan um and french and saunders like in terms of television they're things i kind of watched all the time and the young ones um so yeah um there's a brilliant quote from the because there's some i think some films that have been coming out recently have been amazing and i loved arrival um and there's i quote from the dop uh, bradford young from arrival which he said in my own practice as an image maker i slowly began to be less concerned with precision and more concerned with feeling um it's something like i i've been thinking more recently as well just about you know we get so caught up with creating the most perfect image but actually it's about the story basically and it's about an emotion that's the kind of 
acting, like when I go to see a film, personally, and I think most audience members don't care about what lens it was shot on. They sure. care about the journey of the character and the story and what how it's going to make me feel. Um, and definitely, yeah, like I think there's a few films that have really hit home for me recently, like Arrival and I saw Under the Shadow recently and um, uh, Nocturnal Animals and uh, The Witch. I mean, they're all, I suppose they're all kind of genre, but they just have made me feel something, basically, yeah. and are also beautiful. I haven't seen The Witch, part of it because I'm, I'm like, mm, am I a little bit scared to see The Witch? I saw the trailer, I was like, yeah, I feel creepy just watching the trailer. When I watched it the first time, I, fi- I don't think I blinked, and then the second time I watched it, I had my hand, like, dangling behind the back of the cinema chair, and I suddenly felt like something might grab my hand, and I sort of slowly, like, brought my hand back to myself and thought how many films actually like I don't get scared that easily um but the witch and under the shadow is it under the shadows um or shadow I'm not sure which one uh but yeah that film I watched the other day and it was yeah really scary what do you most uh, enjoy with filmmaking then you know what's um what are you most passionate about gosh that's a hard question um I think I enjoy everything um like I enjoy the craft of it in lots of ways. So the um, conducting of an experience for an audience, but within that you get to kind of play with nuances surrounding uh, visuals like the cinematography and how you tell the story there and the sound design and how you can create like mood and tell story there as well. I just think like the narrative aspect of working within all the different departments is something I probably, um, I don't know, I just burrow into it and I really enjoy that um but I also love working with actors um as well and I'm kind of writing more now as well even though that's sort of hard <laughs> not sort of hard it's very hard but according to all the other people who do write who write uh, it's hard for most people so um I'm just kind of cracking on but um yeah when you're just you in a room with your own mind going is that good is that is that good or bad is that and when you've already read it a few times as well and you're like oh it's, you know it's not surprising you anymore or something but I find that such a fascinating process so I guess it's like the process of of all of those things but then equally post-production because I've come from a back, an editing background I think it's a really creative place um for to to be making a film you know and there's so much done there um and so much you can be surprised by I suppose in in the edit and in the sound design process as well so I don't know that kind of is greedy I'm saying everything so no I mean do you uh, so you enjoy the collaboration do you like that side of things yeah totally I mean I I definitely I mean I collaborate I work with a lot of the same people um quite frequently because I love working with those people um and I'm always surprised by how much better they can make things in in reality like for example you you know in my head sometimes I'll read a scene on paper and then if you've got a good actor and they they stand up and they perform that scene and it just 
just it's so surprising because if I did it or in my mind it's it's never going to be that good and that goes across the board with you know the cinematography and sound design and composing as well but I do tend to work very closely with people because I think I want to make sure everything is um speaking to each other across the film if that makes sense like you know cinematography and the sound design have to uh, kind of work together and that's about having like a kind of overall kind of vision but you're giving somebody a brief within which they can really be like creative um so I work for example with a sound designer called Tim Harrison who's amazing and he he'll like I'll kind of sit and talk to him and we talk about like the themes and the character and what drives the character and and then he'll go off and make like soundscapes that like for nasty it was you know very much working with like the wild so sounds of the wilderness but also against like technology and vhs and he created like a journey within the sound that's you know the majority of people might not notice i have had sound designers come up to me afterwards and ask me about it so maybe if you've got an ear for that specifically then you would notice but um but it it just brings so much to the film you know i think all of everything everybody's trying to do their job so that nobody knows notices it like good sound design shouldn't be noticed really and good music shouldn't stand out and it it should all just be working together within the character's sort of journey um so yeah so it's like how do we disguise everything we do how do we work really hard and make it invisible but an emotional or or an exciting or whatever experience for the audience um but i definitely i mean yeah i think working with the people I work with is part of why I've managed to carry on making stuff because they're all so good at what they do and you know it's really important any young filmmakers that I talk to I just say find good collaborators because um it's that's what it, filmmaking is such a collaborative medium um and without my brilliant DOP and my brilliant production designer and um you know all of these people bring so much to the films as well did you go to film school no i went i went to the london college of printing it was like a degree course there. okay yeah i mean i didn't go to film school and i didn't study it and part of me wishes i did because what you say there were you know the people who you met through that uh course and they're the people who you know you continue to work with to me that is the most important thing about going to a you know to, to study film um because it's not about getting that or as much as it is important of course getting the qualification but it's more important about the people who you you know you network with because the chances are these people are gonna you know help you and you're gonna help them for the you know their career um if you don't do that i mean you know the internet's a wonderful thing and you can collaborate with people online which you know i've been able to do i've had visual effects in my films by from people all over the world who were just you know passionate about doing that stuff and they liked the project that was going on at the time but you know nothing can um can like beats having a team of people you actually can meet and can see and can talk to what problems have you had on set and how have you overcome 
from them? Well, I think always, pretty much every time I've made anything, almost I felt like we don't have enough time um, and we don't have enough money. So I don't, I've never found that problem goes away. And that I overcome every time I remind myself to be even more realistic and organised about schedules and what we're trying to achieve and, um, you know, all of those things, basically. Um, but again, that comes down to working with really good people who when you it comes to the crunch you, you know come up with good solutions to be able to um get things done in the time that you do have and not drop things from your film um but i you know that's happened and then when you said locations so i was when I, we were we were filming the trip um which is a short film i made a few years ago uh we had a location that we'd been in recce and they we were like so is it quiet here on a sunday evening we only had like one scene to shoot but it was the police interrogation scene in like a fake police room um and they were like yeah yeah, yeah it's really really quiet here on a sunday just check the train uh, timetable for trains going past we were like brilliant and we arrived and there was a massive reggae party going on downstairs with like celebrities and stuff there that was never going to stop if we were like we're making a film so luckily we'd wrecked another location and we just shot over really fast it just meant we lost time which is of the essence and um ended up like shooting till about stupid about four in the morning or something it was pretty intense um but that would that shoot was mainly time and on nasty one of the most challenging scenes was the bed scene um which you might have seen clips of in the trailer and stuff but there's a scene where uh doug's mum so these hands like burst out from the bed and like rope at, well that sounds a bit wrong but they grab um they grab at Doug's mum Carol and then they drag her away and that was quite um a full on scene because you're working with like practical effects and we had three people under the bed um so it was quite and none of them could see what they were doing with their hands um and then you've got like a young actor who was actually amazing and to be honest he had quite a lot to react to in that scene because it was quite terrifying and intense but we had like special effects with like blood splatters and all that kind of thing um and so that was quite a sort of it was just a, a very complicated scene to shoot but it went fine it was it was just it's just about allowing the time to get through that and I kind of thought that shooting the forests would be hard because we'd be outside but by the time we'd actually got outdoors um after being in a tiny flat like with everybody on top of each other and not enough room and sounds everywhere that you know, we kept having to cut and we were shooting on film so even the sound of the camera was loud um and then you get outside into a forest and it just felt so nice and such a relief um even though you can't really see where you're going until but the work lights up there's just like i don't know hundreds of challenges every way you turn but it's kind of part of the fun i get a lot of satisfaction out of um out of these things i guess and out of when they go right and and also when they don't quite go right and you can come away and go right okay next time i'm going to make sure that doesn't happen but it was okay and we still made it and you know so god i could carry on <laughs> 
well obviously you overcome all these problems because you've got a film out there that's getting all these awards and now you're saying you're making a feature version of it which sounds really uh, really exciting is that going to be shot on film as well or are you going to be shooting digital well that's uh well we're writing at the moment so it's, it's quite early days what i'd love is to um combine formats um yeah. i don't think we'd be able to shoot the whole thing on film because of the cost um but i'd love to be able to shoot some of it on film and so, like some of it on super 8 and some of it on 16 mil um but but i think we'd be looking at how to create the right kind of period look with um digital which it, lots of people have done and i i think that will work because there's quite a few different worlds within the film so some could be shot on film and i think it'd be nice to sort of merge those a little bit um yeah well that answers my question of what's next so that is that the, the next main thing that is the, is the feature um so i've got two features in development one is sensor which is the kind of um nasty world that's that's got different characters in it um and the other film is called crazy bitch and that's just selected for a um film wales uh cinematic scheme which they it's like a development and production scheme where they select 10 films that they develop um and then three of those films are selected to to be produced basically so we've got i think we're on the scheme until may or june um developing the script for that and then we have to repitch and they'll pick three of the 10 so we're sort of starting that process so both of them are you know relatively early i mean sensor is a bit further along i think especially because we've got nasty as well um but yeah they're both uh exciting things that i'm kind of getting my teeth sunk into but i still want to do other shorter stuff in the meantime um i've got loads of ideas it's just i need to focus on writing for a bit do you enjoy pitching and and that side of the business um you go for meetings and stuff and that's always nice to meet people and you guess you do pitch and that it's um a lot of the stuff initially at least you you kind of need to write and submit so you'll write your director's statement and things like that and i do i think they're really important things to do because they it helps you to really communicate your vision i guess and what essentially what the film is about and and when you get lost in the writing process uh you can kind of i've like been able to go back to that document and go right why am i doing this because you can kind of get carried away on you're like writing scenes and the characters off doing this that and the other and you you have to sort of draw it all back to essential stuff but i guess that's just exploring the story really we're often our own worst critics aren't we and um yeah it's it's uh i went to a talk recently and it, it, about script writing and they're talking about um being able to sort of step back from the idea slightly and look at it from and and also to be able to like um really sum up what it is in like a sentence and and that kind of thing and um how helpful that is to you as a filmmaker because I think like there's loads of books I've read that have been like go and pitch your idea to like anyone on the street and just pitch to your friends and you find a way of 
telling the story in the way that works or like and I, I, I don't do that I don't go and pitch in like Tesco's or anything like that but I do practice on my friends and I feel like if they hook on to certain things sometimes I'll hook on to something and it can create a really interesting conversation or they don't really get it and I think oh, I have to go back and figure out what it is or they'll or I'll think oh if I put that thing up front that element up front then people really understand and you know it's quite a good way of testing out your ideas but I definitely think um it shouldn't if somebody doesn't react right it shouldn't stop you from trying to pitch it differently basically where can people find your work and and find out more about you um I've got a website uh which is www.pranobaileybond.com and I'm on twitter as pranobaileybond and facebook um I've got a filmmaker facebook page and yeah I think they're probably quite good starting points Uh, Prano it's always a pleasure to speak with you and thanks very much for your time our pleasure thanks for having me